Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, a resource for inspiration and encouragement while you're on your path to purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is hosted by Wakia Hayward, that's me, and Barbara Wade, two middle-aged sisters who are passionate about having honest, open conversations with each other and special guests about faith, transparency, and living a life of purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is rooted in the Christian faith, and we believe that we are all made for a reason and with intention. However, it's up to us to pursue our purpose. By exploring the four foundational pillars of DARE, which are decisions, actions, results, and evaluations, we're hoping that women will be motivated to actively pursue their own purpose journeys. Join us as we learn together that it's never too late to be great. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Dairy Pivot Podcast. You're about to hear part two of our Motherless Mothers episode. Again, kick back, relax, listen to this girl chat. Hopefully you can you can feel it. It makes sense to you. If this connects to you and you have a story you want to share, feel free to hit us here on the link or go to waterwalkers.net and click on the Dare to Pivot podcast guest form. Submit your story. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's go. So let's talk about, again, like I started this off saying that all of us, our mother's relationship was our first relationship, right? Well, our first, like, you know, that's our first relationship in truth. Um, so how has that relationship shaped your relationship with other women? Anybody? Um... I know for me, I was, um, with women, it's always been um, true friendship, um, loyal and caring and loving friendship. I think because I, I didn't get it from her. I didn't get the love in, 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 in the, in the, um, and the comfort from my mom, mm-hmm. um, I got it elsewhere. Sometimes I got it elsewhere from the, the wrong reasons, or you know, with 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 my friends, women friends. Um, I never had any issues with that because I always came and 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 um, always had loving relationships with my with my friends and acquaintances. Mm. That is not my truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah, um, I, my, that's, 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 you know, never that I, I, I stayed away from it, or I was, uh, you know, um, negative about friendship. I wanted friendship, um, because I think at that time, I, I and, and even now, um, you, you just want to be a, in a positive space with people, you know. You just want to be in a positive space with people, but I also learned in the years that I, as an, as as who I am now, I can't I because of who she is, I cannot have that um, toxicity and that ugliness in my life. I didn't want that. I didn't want it because that's not who I am. Mm. Yeah. No, ma'am, that was not my truth. I could not, I did not. Other than Tashika, that is probably the closest female friendship I've had, obviously, for, again, for my whole life. I've been friends with Tashika literally as long as I can remember. And um, other, other women, it was always very, very hard for me to really um, just get involved with them and to trust them and to, you know what it is? Because I always was afraid I was going to be rejected by them. So, because of that, it was easier for me to. I understand. Tashika was already trying to prove it because, you know, her mom's on drugs, my mom's on drugs. We going through the same things. We understood the same. So you can relate. We could totally relate. It was easy for her to let me to let her into my circle, so she knew all my truth. It wasn't, but to to actually build those true relationships up with other women, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It took me a long, long, long time. Um, to get to a place, I mean, like in my 30s, to the point where I was like, okay, 
I think I can really? have a relationship with another woman. And true, like really to have a relationship with another woman. Because I just didn't think I would be accepted. Why would I think that when the person who should have loved me most and loved me best and loved me first did not? Right. I understand. I understand. I, I, I think for me, the reason that how what I just said, but see, I already had the love of my grandmother. Right. You know, I already had that love from her was 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 one hundred percent real. Mm. So or I, I I had it on one end, but I didn't have it on the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think for me, I thought the relationships were expendable because I felt mine was, um, you know, with other women anyway. Yes. Thought it was situational and expendable. So I remember having a friend in high school with two close friends in high school, and we were all struggling. One had a single mom, one her parents divorced while she was in high school. So we were all kind of trying to get through high school with limited resources and limited support but after high school quickly you know went our separate ways and then you know in college I tried to start new relationships so it was always short stints of time for me it wasn't I I, almost as if I wasn't expecting you know long-term relationships they could be you know situational for something we have you know in common for a period of time I don't think I, I I don't think I saw myself with having expectation of anything else. And that lasted for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I'll be honest, I have no idea how to fit in my um, relationships with women. Uh, <laughs> just being honest, I, wouldn't, I didn't even think about it until you <laughs> said something about it. Um, <clears throat> friends that I've, I've known for years and years and years women and men my my only thing is I never look at other people as, as the problem I always look at it as me I'm a lazy friend sometimes and maybe maybe I get it from my mom but I wouldn't blame her for that though I take responsibility for that because I'm grown but um I, I have I have several friends that I've known for a very long time, we don't hang out because of me. Like they call me, I'm thinking, you know, of course, Ashley comes to mind immediately. Um, Even Tanya, you know, comes to mind immediately. Um, People that I will always, you know, love and always be cool with. And I'm telling you, like, when I say from, if, if you talk to them, it's like nothing stops. Nothing changed like you've talked to them every day of your life since. And it could be years, it could be months, but it's always the same. You know, you know that these are people who are always going to be your friend. No matter what you're going through, no matter what, you're always going to be have those people in your lives. I'm just lazy and I don't reach out like that, you know, <laughs> but they know me and love me as I am. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate that. <laughs> so knowing enough that. If they need me, all they have to do is call. All they have to do is reach out, you know, and they know I'll be there regardless. I definitely, even Kia, you know, we've gone months without talking at times, but anytime, you know, she needs me or I need her, I always know she's just a phone call away, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and then of course you have life that gets in the way and everybody has different stuff going on and things like that. I would say any of my other girlfriends are probably um, a little bit more like Barbara. It's more situational, you know, women you work with, people who you're with more on a consistent and constant basis. Um, but once you leave a job, like if, you, if you're leaving the job, then you don't talk to those people anymore. You know, you don't see those, not that you don't like them, or that they stop being important to you, they're just not a part of your day to day. So you kind of just, you know, fade away. And it's it's kind of like that. Like I said, anybody that I don't fall out with, they reach out to me, you good. I'm always gonna talk to you or, you know, hang out with you or whatever if you ask. But people like that is are just not people that I seek out. 
that I'm going to be like, well, let me talk to someone, someone, someone. Let me go and call her. Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm going <laughs> to somebody that I talk to on a regular basis, you know, because <clears throat> while I'm more than willing to share my life, um, which most of the time ain't got nothing going on anyway, but I'm more than willing to share that. I'll be reaching out for people to look to share with me. Now, I don't do all that. I'm going to share that with people who are in my circle that's been there for a while and who I know are consistent with me. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think because of that, I think that's what I've learned in this life is that there are tons of people who will say that I am their friend. <laughs> they will, they will swear me down because I know everything about them. The trick bag, they just don't know nothing about me. Right. Mm. They know plenty. I know everything about them. They tell me, I mean, you know, they tell me everything. They, I know all they do, everything. They will look at me and they will totally, totally, totally consider me to be their friend. The trick is I'm not sharing the same, I'm not doing the same thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And my nat- my natural propensity is to be an encourager. So I'm going to always be there to find out how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? But if you don't, if you don't is if you don't ask me directly, how am I doing? How am I doing? And if I don't really care, to, if I don't really believe that you care enough to really hear about it, we would talk every day and you would tell me everything about your life and you would never know that I'm going through anything because I would never share. So that is what I have learned. <clears throat> and I definitely believe that that is a byproduct of me being there for my mom. Like I, I know how to be there and I don't expect anything from you. It is okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can be there for you and you're not going to give anything for me. You're not going to do anything for me. And that's okay. And not necessarily, not to a point where, let me just say, let me be honest. It's not necessarily that it's okay, but I've learned in this life that I don't really need um, a lot. And then the people who I have, deci- the people who are in my circle, obviously, you know, you're going to tie me down enough to be like, okay, girl, what's going on? Like, you yeah. ain't nothing. You yeah. don't ask me all these yeah. questions, how I'm doing. And I talk, I've been talking for the last 40 minutes. You ain't said nothing. And I'm going to need you to tell me what you got going on. Like, you know, but that's because I'm looking to see if you actually care. You know what I'm mm. saying? If you don't really care, you don't mm. care. And I'm not going to force you to care. What I have learned with, with doing my mom and with the, the part that I've, I've really accepted is that this ain't got nothing to do with me in truth. It really doesn't. Either you gonna care about me or you're not, and it's nothing mm-hmm. I can do to make you. Mm-hmm. It is, is it? But I'm not gonna be outside my character. I'm gonna always be who I'm gonna be. Now, Lord, the God, God has blessed me with people who love me enough to reach out, who love me enough to really see how I'm doing, who take time out to really care, you know, to really seek me out. But it is, um, I have this little saying, right, that I'm not gonna make you a priority if you're just making me an option. So mm-hmm. if I know in truth that I'm just really one of your options. I'll let you talk to me all day, but I won't mm-hmm. ever share anything about me. I, I, I understand. I understand. So I, yeah, I, 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 for me, I, I, um, I had uh, abandonment issues. I think anyone that I come close to or close within my life. Yes. Um, and when they leave, that breaks my heart. Because my grand, I, my my mother felt I, you know, she abandoned me, you know, and that was, it, and I think it 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 affects me till this day to a certain extent. But even when I when people in my life that's been in my life for a long time, even from my doctors, like certain doctors of mine retire, oh my gosh, it's like kill me now. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you what do you mean you're retiring? What do you mean? I've been with you for such and such years. What do you mean? Why? Now what am I gonna do? Right. <laughs> so that has I I I have issues with that, but now as as where I am in my life now, I'm okay with it and I know how to deal with it. That's why when I say to people, I don't like to say goodbye. I'll see you later. Um, goodbyes, goodbyes make me very emotional. Um, cause to me, that's going to be the last time for me that I'll, I'll, I'll see you because that I'm going back to my, my childhood. Cause that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't know that I was not going to see my mother that one last time I was taken. So that's, that has been an issue in my life for quite some time, um, uh, of people leaving me. 
I don't, I don't, um, I get very emotional in that. Um, I take that personally. Yeah. Totally understand. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, I would, so here's, here's the next question. We're all moms. So how has your relationship with your mom impacted how you are as a mom? What things did you do to sort of overcompensate for that? And did you see that when it was showing up in your, in your mother relationship with your children? Anyone? I can definitely say that <clears throat> I looked at the relationship that I had with my mom and did the opposite. How about that? <laughs> Say, you know what? I, I want to make sure that with my children, they know that regardless of what is going on, they can always come to me and talk to me. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you at times, I think it was difficult because, you know, as black parents, we are not we can't be your children's friend. You don't need that's right. That's right. That's right. It's really hard sometimes, I think, to be as available for them on the level you want to, because you Mm -hmm. still gotta make sure that you parenting, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's always gonna be first and foremost. The most important part is the parenting part. Um I will say. Kia and I always went back and forth with this um, with this thing or what was the most important thing for the kids. And my take was, <laughs> my take was always to be there first. Like, I think it's really important when the kids are young that you be there to mold them, that you mm-hmm. be there to show them what love looks like, that mm-hmm. you're, you're there for them to be consistent and for them to know that if you need them that you're you're there you're the person and doesn't doesn't have any doesn't matter about anybody else i'm not talking about the dad i'm not talking about aunties or anybody else but mama the one who gave birth to you Mm -hmm. is the one that you can always count on and depend on regardless of anything else that's going on and i think that nowadays it's it makes it so much harder because we have to work. We don't have the luxury of not working. Mm-hmm. We have to take care of our children. Mm-hmm. We have to provide for them. We want to make sure they get a good education. It's so many things on the list that you're trying to hit while you're trying to still be there for them. Right. And that makes things 10 times harder than, uh, than anything. Right. I, with my daughter, I did not work for the first two years, um, the first two years that she was born. I was on Section 8, and I, um, I imagine I got a check. It's a long time ago, y'all. She like 23 now. But I'm imagining I don't think I could have did it another way. I ain't had no help. So I'm pretty sure that's how I worked out. Uh-huh. And those were the best two years of my life. they were the best um my daughter was three months early she was only two pounds and five ounces when she was born so she was literally the most important thing in my world and I just knew that it was important for me to be the one to make sure that she had everything that she needed when my son came along four years later, (laughs) I didn't even get the chance to do that with him. I was literally back at work six weeks to the day Mm. because at that point I wasn't on the system. I was working and I was taking care of us. So that means that she got all this time and I got all this time together for us to grow and learn each other the way parents and children should do. And then with him, I felt like he got cheated, you know? I felt like he only got a small slither of the time and attention that he should have had from his mom. And I will say, 
And maybe that caused some issues. <laughs> you know, and some people would be like, "No, it didn't." But I don't believe it might have caused some issues. Kia did say I, I show favoritism to to him more than I did my daughter. But I didn't feel like it was favoritism. They just are two different spirits. They are two different people, and he just required more than she did. She is good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. She is so strong and independent. She is awesome sauce. The best. Yeah. And whereas my son, (laughs) who is the same, he's a strong-willed and super smart and caring, but he just required a lot more guidance. Lower mm-hmm. he just <laughs> <laughs> lots more guidance. Well, such a go there for a minute, Jolly. Let's such a go there for a minute with that one. But you, you know, in the in the grand scheme of thing, I think the whole thing is that you just want to make sure that you are doing the best that you can for them. You want to be able to look back on your children and say, without a doubt, that I know that every single day. I gave 110 percent. Yeah, right. And I can definitely guarantee to you that there's not a single day that I can look back and and I know for a fact that I gave 110 percent every day. Hell, some days I gave way more than 110. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so I think I definitely know that was because of my mom. I definitely <laughs> know that I was like. There's no way that I want my children to ever feel like they are not a priority for me. Absolutely. Like they are not the end all be all to my life. And now, of course, as they have gotten older, thank the Lord, you know, I get to be more important to me. (laughs) You know, finally being able to come back into now mommy gets to be important to, you know. So that's really nice. I'm, I'm enjoying that by all means. But they always know, no matter what's going on, no matter what else, no matter what else is going on, they are always going to be important to me. I'm going to do the best that I can to support them and help them no matter what's going on. Sometimes they want me to pull back, y'all. Sometimes they want me to pull back. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. you know, that's because they made it now. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I will say, probably one of the most rewarding things that I have right now is to be able to look at them and say, They're good people. Yeah. They're, they're good people. They're good. These yeah. are people. They, they take care of the things they're supposed to, they love their mom. They're, they're good people. And you know, that's, I think, when you're raising them, that's the, the one thing that you want to make sure that you instill in them. Lord, if they don't get nothing else from me, Lord, Lord, they don't get nothing else from me, please just allow my babies to be good people. Yeah. Please be the kind of people that you want to populate this world and the kind of people that you want to, to continue to, to be in the White House, the ones that you want to be out there trying to make a difference because you know that they're going to have everybody's best, best in, my, in heart. They're not mm-hmm. going to be selfish. They're not going to be just thinking about themselves all the time. They're going to be wanting to make this world better for them and for their children. You know, and Lord knows, I think I, think I might have succeeded. I think I might have, y'all. Don't hold me to it, but I think I might be. <laughs> I think there's some signs. You got some signs. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I, I know for me, I, I have one child. Uh, I have a 17-year-old son, and he's about to graduate. Um, he's graduating next month, and he'll be off to college in August. Yeah. That's Congratulations. A, that's a, thank you. That's a big deal for me, which I'm, I'm still trying to hold it together. Um, that's been my partner from day one, because I was a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, his dad has always been in his life, but Teddy always lived with me, and he visit uh, had visitations with his dad. Um, you know, I, I I for me, I was as Teddy was coming up, I was very very overprotective of my son um, because I did not want anyone to take him from me because mm-hmm. of 
my stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, my son, father, and I went through an ugly uh, custody hearing, a custody battle. Um, and that was also another thing that was on um, that I was overprotective with because I, I didn't want anyone to take him from me. And, um, but as he's gotten older and, and I have evolved, um, I loosened the rein quite a bit. And uh, now he's soon to become a young man. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I love all over my son. Um, Teddy, the I love yous is constantly being said, you know, um, which that has, that was not um, said to me at all. I don't think my mother, I don't remember my mother ever saying that she loved me. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm honestly tell you, um, I was a rigid parent. I was very stern. I made some mistakes with my son um, because everything fall fell on my shoulder, everything. So I was time that I was going through the, the court battle and the death of my grandmother, I was stressed and I was dealing with a lot. Um, and it was a lot going on. And um, about a month ago, I, I, I picked up a card, a blank card from a card store. And I wrote my son a nice long letter note in that card and I left it on his nightstand. That next day I was in the kitchen and he came down and he gave me this biggest hug. He says, mom, he said, it's okay. He said, it's okay. He says, you are the best mom. He said, you are the best mom. He said, it's okay. And I'm not perfect, but I, I did the best that I could. Mm -hmm. And I raised him the best way that I know how. He's a good kid. Um, he is doing well. Um, I just, you know, I told him, I said, I am, I am so proud of the person that you are and the man that you're going to become. And he says, mom, a lot of it is, is, is you. And he says, look, I, I love my dad. My dad did, did some things. He said, but this is all you. He says, this is all you. And he gave me a hug. He said, mom, it's okay. He said, you are the best mom. He said, it's okay. Awesome. You know, um, so it's, it's just, you know, you, you just want to raise and piggybacking off of, 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 of what, um, um, to, I don't want to pronounce your, your name wrong, to, to Shika? <laughs> yes, what you said, you just want them to be, to raise and to be good human beings. Right. And I truly feel that that's what I did. Right. Um, the good thing is, is when, when you see people out and about and they tell you and teachers tell you, Yolanda, you know what? Teddy is such a good kid. Right. And when you hear that, it's like, okay, I, 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 I think I succeeded. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, so um, I am not, a, I am not the perfect mother. Um, like I said, I made mistakes. I made a, a few mistakes with my son. Um, but he had what he had. He never was without anything, um, anything that he needed. I provided, his father provided more, more me though. Um, <laughs> so it has, it has, um, you know, this, this journey is, is, is almost over this chapter of, of our life because he's now becoming, mm -hmm. becoming his own. Mm -hmm. um, so um, it's, 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 no, it's, it's, it's no way that I could, treat my child the way that um that I was treated but I have to say with my mother my mother has mental issues and my mother was also lacking a lot of things coming up she started when she was very young she, my mother my mother went through some ordeal with stuff and I have to say that but unfortunately um those demons that she had encountered years ago she can't shake them. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. And for me, it was just making sure that my kids knew they had, uh, that we created a relationship, meaning we had conversations and they could depend on me. Mm. And things that they have um, commented to me on cards and things is that they always know that I'm there. I don't judge them. 
and I want the best for them, even when it means telling them the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. They know that I'm, hey, I, if I don't tell you, somebody else will later. And I want you to, to know now, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that we do have a relationship and it does involve um, honesty and trust in one another. And they know that I want the best for them. And it has absolutely nothing to do with me. It's me loving them. Yeah. And I, and, and that's, and they get it. And so that's all I wanted is for them to get it. And um, they've shown me that they have. So I'm just very thankful that they could grow up with love and um, they know how to receive it and they certainly know how to give it. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. absolutely. Ooh. So, <clears throat> you know, my story is a little different, right? Because of the fact that I'm a stepmom. So where, you know, all of you lovely ladies had the opportunity to, you know, uh, grow these children and fall in love with these children um, in the womb, I didn't have that luxury. So I sort of walked into a relationship that was already many-made. So to, uh, and when you're a step-parent, just FYSA, you fall in love with that man or that woman first. <laughs> the children come a little later. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> to come into a relationship, an already ready-made family uh, where my husband grew up in this completely different type of environment. Like my husband's family was like all, you know, all lovey and, and Cosby show-ish and, you know, <laughs> and all that, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, everybody come home on Sundays and have dinner like soul food. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just he just had this completely. He grew up in this completely different way, uh, which is so com- so different from my life and, and what I grew up with. So for me to come into a household, a ready-made household, and try to integrate myself into this foreign place, like it was, I literally felt like it was like the Twilight Zone. Every many times I look at my husband, like I have no idea what we're doing right now. <laughs> I just have no idea. Because his, his parenting style was so completely different from um, anything I've ever seen. It was like, you know, his son had an opinion, like at eight years old, little Clinton had an opinion. You know how crazy that sounds to me? Did y'all know this? Didn't I just tell y'all my mama was crazy? You didn't have an opinion. You know, so, you know, the, the thought process to think that, you know, at eight years old, you get a right to express yourself, you get a right to re- reason things out, and, and your voice actually matters completely different from anything I've ever known. So um, it took me a little while to get my footing because the only parenting ex- um, examples I'd seen up close was mine and Tashika's. Those were the ones I've seen up close, other than like my cousins and uncles and stuff like, you know, my cousins and stuff like that. But the ones that I've seen up close were, were those two. And so uh, I didn't really understand what to do, I didn't really understand how to do it. Again, keep in mind, very legalistic. Uh, like I love uh, Yogi's term when you said that you was, you know, a very stern or, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you, you know, I got it. Like I got it. Like, you know, there was, and unfortunately, like I could see like the traits of my mom where there was a lot of lessons. Little Clinton got a lot of lessons mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it, it was very hard for me. And I think I sort of ended up stepping back a little bit and looking at my husband and I had to have him teach me like what does it look like to be this parent because again where you ladies sort of fell in love with your children in vitro I didn't have that experience yeah it was like you pop up and they're there it's like me dropping my dog Roxanne off to y'all house and y'all I expect y'all to treat her the way I treat her you know what I'm saying it's not the same you ain't you ain't woman of her food is what I'm saying you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it just ain't the same. Like, you ain't going to warm up her food. You don't care if she sleep on her bed or not. You know, I'm like, girl, did you make sure Roxanne slept on the bed? Y'all ain't going to care about that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's, it's, it, it's like that, right? It was one of those things where I sort of came into this relationship and I just didn't understand it and um, still trying to understand what love looks like. And, and, and uh, to your point, you'll get about the whole abandonment issues and, you know, trusting a man to even be there and say it was just a lot it was a whole bunch of you know taking notes like taking notes on the side and so 
as I start to grow into my role as stepmom and full-time mom, I would say, uh, it, it, was, it was challenging because I just didn't understand. I honestly just didn't understand. I sort of figured it out, uh, thank the Lord, well before the end, but um, I sort of figured it out probably at the beginning played about four or five years, four years is when I started figuring it out. Like, okay, this is what this looks like and understanding how to be patient and understanding how to love him. Um, because the, here's the trick, like I said earlier, while my mom was hard on me, listen, people, the lessons she gave me were outstanding. They were outstanding. There's, they were outstanding. The lessons my mom gave me as a child growing up, like my mom would say stuff to me, like you pretty enough to have a choice, so choose. So she taught me up front that I was somebody, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, she would just, she just taught me that I was, you know, she, she gave me these lessons despite our relationship initially being challenging. She just taught me so much about how to be confident in myself and how to love myself and understand what this world, understand how I can go out here and get these things from this world. And, and so she taught me. So I really want to make sure that I gave that to my son, but I want to do it in a way where he still understood that I liked him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I liked him though. I mean, once I give him all these lessons and not like him, I would have liked him too. So that's, <laughs> that's what I sort of had to lo- learn and grow into. And luckily because my husband grew was is this great dad he's a great dad great husband and so he sort of was teaching me and then I would get a chance to go to his mom's house and see how she interacted and um and I just learned I learned and then eventually somewhere up in there between faking the funk it became real it became a real thing right where I actually loved him I remember when he was I don't know like maybe 12 or 13 probably like 13 I remember looking at him and saying you know what I actually like you like that was a thing. Like it wasn't just love because you know, I'm a love. I loved him already. Like that, loving him was easy, but to like him was something completely different. Because yeah. liking him meant that I wanted him in my space, right. and I wanted to do stuff for him, and I wanted him to succeed, and I and I wanted to be patient with him when things went well, you know, when went wrong, and I wanted to do all these things. And so that's what that looked like for me. And um, eventually, I figured it out. So I still have been able to take some of those lessons that my mom taught me and pass them over to my son, and. Uh, one of the best compliments my my son gave me recently was he said to me about how well he didn't tell me directly he told my he texted my husband but he he my my son is dating this young lady and what he told her was I found my wakia he what he told my husband was I I think I found my wakia wow so let me just say ladies I definitely feel like I I did it right I don't know how it happened. That was just a God's grace. Yeah, but obviously yeah, I did it right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so yeah. So um, last question. Last question. Um, I believe, we believe that I, I believe I always say that God is a strategist, which basically means that he's doing things generationally, general generationally. He's he's constantly making sure things are going on. And just because we see how things happen here in one space doesn't mean that he's not going to make things happen there in another space because he's a strategist it's clear so how do you ladies feel that because God chose your mom to be your mom how do you feel like that relationship with your mom has made you a better woman as a a grown mature woman today ha let's let's hear those answers good job I will say one of the things um, and I know I I hope she don't listen to this and take it the wrong way but (laughs) she taught me what I didn't want to be I'm just going to be honest with you and sometimes you need that in order to know what you do want to be. You know, with, with the way that seems, um, the way that we brought, were brought up, um, I just knew what I wanted my family to look like. Mm-hmm. And I knew that how we were brought up wasn't it. I knew that without even seeing somebody else's family, without seeing what somebody else was doing, the how I felt personally about how we were treated and about the things that happened and the things that were going on. And although I, I normally have always had 
somebody in my life, I knew I didn't never want to have to depend on somebody to, to do or to have to be. While them being in my life was awesome sauce, I didn't want to have to need anybody to do, you know, and like I said, I, I think that I, it's not that I don't, well, no, she, she wasn't a good mama. I ain't gonna lie. It's not, it's not call a snake a snake. It's, she wasn't a good mom. I think she tried. I just don't feel like she gave it a hundred percent effort, but she just showed me what I didn't want to be. I, mm-hmm. I think that in the end, that's what it was. I just knew that this, this wasn't it. This wasn't it. This I wanted to be it wasn't how I wanted to live it wasn't how I wanted my children to live I I I wanted more for us and it was kind of like um I'm not sure if that was Yolanda was saying it or Barbara was saying how in our family we never said I love you you know that wasn't something that you heard all the time Mm -hmm. I hear that we didn't start saying that till we got grown you know once you are able to take control over your life that that was the that was I would say that's one good thing that my mom did provide for me she provided me the ability to take control she provided me with the with the ability to say she could you know what if something is going on in your life and you don't appreciate it you don't like how it's going you are woman enough to take control you apologize if you're sorry and if you are not sorry you do not have to apologize you are grown you are making you are doing things the way that you feel like is right and what you feel like is right for your life so you don't have to apologize if you're not sorry you apologize if you feel like you should and when you don't the rest of the people just got to deal with it they got to handle that that's on them but if I don't feel like I did something wrong, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna apologize before. No, let them handle that. I feel like she gave me a true a true sense of who I am, um, and the fact that, in the fact that sometimes things don't go the way you want them to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They don't work out the way you anticipated. And it doesn't matter what you do. You just cannot get them things to come around. You just can't. You know, just like he said, God is a strategist. He's going to make things work out the way that he anticipates them working out. It doesn't have anything to do with you. What you do is you fall in line. You fall in line. You be in the place he tell you to be. And you try and do what he tell you to do to the best of your ability. And then everything else works out the way it's supposed to. I am probably one of the firmest believers in everything happens for a reason. I'm also a firm believer in it happens the way it's supposed to and the timing that it's supposed to. Like, I I think that sometimes when you look back, you look back on your your childhood and you be like, man, that was whack. You like, you (laughs) even believe that. You went through Truth. some of the girl. <laughs> you can't believe you went through some of the stuff you did, but you know for a fact that that is the stuff that shaped you. That's the stuff that formed you to to make you who you are and to value the things that you value and to see the things the way that you see them now. If you didn't come go through that, you wouldn't feel the same way that you feel about things now. Right. You wouldn't see things and view things the way that you view them now if your upbringing was different all that kind of stuff is what shapes you right. i appreciate walina i appreciate her i appreciate her for making me the woman that i am today mm-hmm. and i appreciate her for for what she did for my grandbaby for her grandchildren because lord knows their mama was slack so i i think her journey is just like everybody else's journey you know sometimes you what what you say you fake it till you make it you know, you do the best you can with what you know feel it. like you have, and then right. you move from there. And I would say that I definitely appreciate her doing what she felt like she could. And when she couldn't, I appreciate God picking up the slack. Amen. 
Hey man, well said. Yeah, I I know for for me. Um, again, um, she was chosen chosen to be my mother for a reason, mm. and I'm okay with that. Um, again, um, I love my mother because she's my mother. She played. She played eight years of. She paid. She was involved in my life in my life for eight years of my childhood, and um, a few times during my early adulthood in my uh, my life, and I have no regrets because it made my life so much better. The obstacles. Um, and the hurt, the pain, the betrayal, it made my life better. Because I learned from, 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 from that, from her, not to be that way. Mm-hmm. One with my own kid and with myself. Um, I wish her well, I do, I wish her well. Um, unfortunately, we just, we just, I, I, I just, I can't trust her with me and I can't trust her with my heart. Right. But I do wish her well. Totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. I think for me, my mother just showed me who I didn't want to be and maybe examples of why relationships are important and um, why why there are short-term and long-term effects. So when things get hard, there's a reason why you should push through because there's a benefit, you know, at the end. What you do now will affect later. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely demonstrated that to me, you know, the whole motherhood journey with her. So that was always in my mind, put in the tough times when you're not interested, you know, they're doing them little goofy things when they're kids. I call them goofy things, but things I wasn't particularly interested in because just showing that interest will um, just make your relationship stronger. Doesn't have to have anything to do with me. It's about them knowing you're there. And I see how that was so important. So um, I guess giving me the motivation to be different. That's, you know, why I can surmise I had the one that I had. <laughs> it proved to me that, you know, you can be different and you should be different. And, uh, well, I would say that I am super duper grateful that I had the mother that I had. I mean, through all of our tough times, through all of our struggles and our and our craziness and craziness, people, the craziness, uh, through all of that, I still think that, um, like Tashika said, that without my mom, I would not be me. And I see her in moments. I see her in moments, like these, these moments of just, you know, continue to push forward and being and doing what you got to do and um, my mom is a little thing, but she can come in a room and she's little and talk like Michelle A, but she can come in a room and stop it mm. with sh- like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's just her, that's just her, this, this, she showed me about this, this power. And that's what I learned from her. I learned about this, you know, this, this strength, you know? And so I'm grateful and thankful, um, that God chose her to be my mom. You know, I'm, I'm very grateful and thankful. Uh, because she just, it's, it's something about that walk with these, with, with my, it was something about that walk with my mother to understand, uh, you know, she challenged me every step of the way. I can't remember a time in my life, probably up until recently that my mom did not challenge me. Like it was always a challenge. It was always a, you know, making sure I'm going to be the best me and, and, you know, cause she, that's what she expected. Even when she didn't understand what it looked like, she still pushed me to be the best me. And. Um, I'm so grateful and thankful for that. Um, 
and that, and that's and that's pretty much it. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't even know the kind of the kind of woman I would be without her. I just don't mm-hmm. even I don't even know, you know. Um, so I there are a lot of times when I will do an accomplishment, and my mom has had these moments where she's felt bad because she was like, well, oh, you know, I wasn't necessarily the best mom. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. And I'm, you know, she just started to go through this whole thing of apologizing. And there are times like I will, let's just say, if I get an award or something like that, I would text that thing to my mom and I would say, look what a crackhead produced. Because sometimes, in truth, your only role, your only role in God's strategy, is to birth that thing. He'll take care of the rest. Right. You know what I'm saying? That is sometimes your only role. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, because again, I believe that God didn't make any mistakes. So when I think about all you ladies, and I know all of you ladies personally, so when I think about all of you, and y'all have shared these stories with me with your moms, or I've walked through those things with your mom, um, with you, you know, I can see this strength in this, in this um, fire (laughs) that would not have came if you didn't have to endure that initially. Absolutely. It just wouldn't have came. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Without that fire, without that flame, you there are things, other things that have happened in your life that you would not have been able to endure if we would not have endured that first initial relationship with our mom. That's like truth. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, I am grateful and thankful. And I stand and play, believe and feel that God knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. No doubt. He'll use all of it. Yeah. Use all of it. Yeah. yeah. So, you, no, you know, no. ladies, I will say this too. Um, I, 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 I won't close the door completely on my mother mm-hmm. uh, if the opportunity uh, comes comes forth with us. Um, I would have to deal with her with the long handle spoon. Right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And the only reason that I would be open to do that is because um i can i can at least help and guide her mm-hmm. you know yep, but 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 i would i i would have to deal with her with a long hand was yeah yeah well if it's meant to be done then there'll be a way mm-hmm. there'll be a way and you don't put it out there in the atmosphere so don't be surprised <laughs> don't be surprised when you get that call so you put it out there that she so that you about to be that's exactly right she ready she ready so let's go put it out there let's go do this thing you know so you know but but ladies i just want to thank y'all so much y'all have been so open and so transparent in this pod, podcast i mean uh just craziness just craziness so you know uh I'm, I'm just so grateful and thankful. And I'm sure that this podcast is going to help women, help other women because we're not the only ones. Right. So by, by us sharing our stories and sharing how we've all gone through these moments and we still made it. We still turn out to be great moms. We still turn out to be, you know, we still have, have all these phenomenal relationships with other women. We've still grown. Some of us have even rekindled those relationships with our mom or open to them. You know what I'm saying? So I think just to be able to show women that um, it's not over yet. And God didn't right. make any mistakes. Right. Great. Right. Absolutely. So thank y'all so much. I, I enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Thank I'm you, ladies. You are very welcome. Thank you.